Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. We thank you for today. Thank you for your holy word. We pray for forgiveness, for mercy, for the blood to cover us. And we invite the presence of your spirit here in a very special way. Holy Spirit, lead us. And I pray that everyone here will be affected by your holy word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated, please, in the presence of the Lord. Turn with me to Daniel chapter 6. And um, we want to pick up from there. Daniel chapter 6. Hallelujah. Are you glad to be in church? How many are enjoying the light off? The light on and light off. We have to pray for good leaders. Amen. The problem that we have is because of leadership. Amen. It's leadership that leads us into good things or bad things. Amen. So we must pray for good leaders. Not leaders who play politics with every important thing. Only to the detriment of the people. Hallelujah. Daniel chapter 6. We want to read at the very end. From verse number 21. Then said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. Amen. My God has sent his angel and has shut the lion's mouth that they have not hurt me. For as much as before him in innocency was found, innocency was found in me, and also before thee, O king, have I done no hurt. Amen. And then there was the king exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. And Daniel was taken out of the den and no manner of hurt was found upon him because he believed in his God. Amen. Right. We have been talking about divine protection and the first um, form of divine protection is that we study is the blood of Jesus. Amen. 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 I believe that God wants us to have protection from all sorts of evils that are in the world. Whether you live in a developed country or a developing country, there are all sorts of evils that are afflicting every part of the world. Um, those, of, those who live in Iraq are in danger of being bombed. Amen. Those who live in America are in danger of terrorist attacks. And um, they are also in danger of having, you know, 
biological and chemical bombs being exploded on them if the, the, the new wars really start. Those of us who live here are in danger of having our lights turned off at any time and we are also in danger of having the Akosombo Dam completely closed down. We are also in danger of um, all sorts of strange things that I don't want to go into now. Amen. So at all times we are in danger and uh, God wants to provide us with protection. Can I have an amen? amen. And uh, what I'm saying is that Daniel was a man of God and he was in danger. And we read right here that Daniel was taken up out of the den and no manner of hurt was found upon him because he believed in his God. Amen. Not because he was a karate expert, not because he was a macho man, not because he had connections, because the connections he had did not help him. He had connections to the king, but that did not help him. Amen. It, it did not help him at that time. And in the end, Daniel was thrown into the lion's den. And it was his faith in his God that saved him. Ladies and gentlemen, you may acquire everything in this world. But one of the most important things that is going to help you in this life is your faith in your God. I remember Kenneth Hagin has said over and over that to, ha to be able to know how to pray is more important than to have a degree at the university. And I believe it's true. To know your God and to be able to serve Him, you will find out in life that it's more important to know God than to have a degree at the university. Can I have an amen? So we are discussing and learning and studying from the Word of God how we can have divine protection for our lives. What did Daniel do that caused him to be delivered from evil? Amen. And this is what we are studying. And the first key in that regard is the blood of Jesus. Amen. How many remember that? We spoke about the blood. The blood. All right? The blood of Jesus. Turn to somebody, tell the person, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The devil does not like us to sing songs about the blood. He hates songs about the blood. But it's the blood, amen, that is a shield and a protection for us. Can I have an amen? amen. All right. The next thing that we studied about was faith in the Father's covering. Now, you must have a covering of your father or your mother because uh, there is a divine principle set in place. And that principle is honor your father and your mother that it will be well with you. And number two, that you may live long upon the earth. That is a promise of preservation. Hallelujah. Amen. It's a promise that things will be well with you and a promise that you will live long upon the earth. And I believe that there are several types of fathers. We have fathers, earthly fathers, heavenly fathers, spiritual fathers, fathers in the ministry, fathers of a movement, and fathers in sin, various types of fathers. The Bible says we should honor our fathers. Amen. 
And God is teaching us that when we honor the Father, amen, He will prolong our lives. Prolonging your life means that He'll protect you from the things which shorten your life. Because there are many things in the world which are ready to shorten your life. You are just a piece of dust walking around on the earth. Virtually a piece of meat, which is, I mean, you will expire soon. Amen. You, you are going to finish soon. I mean, your ability of your body to continue is going to end. It's just a matter of a, a while. All of us here will be in the grave. Some will go earlier than others. Either you attend my funeral or I attend yours. It's not nice to think about, but that's the reality. You see, so you realize that things that want to shorten your life, things that want to, to, to quench you, amen. And, and God has given a promise and has given a commandment. And he said, if you can live within this framework, do not dishonor your father, do not dishonor your mother. Somebody say, oh, but me, I respect my mother, I respect my father. I'll tell you, one of the very common things that I have noticed, especially people who are really going to be blessed in this life, is they have a strong temptation to dishonor fathers. There's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a tendency or a temptation that comes in their life. And ladies and gentlemen, I tell you, if you want to be blessed by the Lord, decide that, look, no matter what happens. It happened to David. He, he was doing nothing bad and his father was chasing him. And sometimes God gives fathers who will chase you. And he got to a point where he was about to kill his own, you know, father. It wasn't his ethnic father, it was his father-in-law and his father in kingship. And as he looked at the man lying there and he had the sword, his associates told him, the prophecy which God gave you, that I would deliver your enemy into your hand. This is it now, it has happened. Just move. And David was about to take his sword and kill the guy. And then something happened in his heart. And he said, no. You see, David was about to be successful in life. And he was about to shorten his life. But he didn't know. And God stopped him. He was about to shorten his life. Then suddenly he said, the Lord forbid that I will raise up my hand against my king, my lord, my father. And my master. He used four words to describe the man. He didn't describe him as a demon-possessed man. He didn't describe him as a wicked man. He didn't describe him as a murderer. He said, my master, my lord, my king, and my father. You see, the person may be demon-possessed, but he's still your father. Your mother may be a prostitute, but she's your mother. That's who God gave you. That's where you came from. Your father may be a murderer, but he's your father. And David, who was just about to enter a certain realm of success and prolongation of days, had his father right there kill him. That was one of the greatest tests and greatest corner crossroads of David's life when he had his father right there. And he had to choose, see him as a murderer, see him as a master. See him as a bad, demon-possessed man, see him as a king. And right there, David prolonged his life by honoring his own father and master. Are you listening to me today? Amen. So I'm saying there are some of you who are ashamed of your mothers. Shame on you. Shame on you. 
You're ashamed of your father. Shame on you. I think it's a disgrace. And it's, and it's dishonoring them. The legs from which you came forth, you are ashamed of them. Goodness gracious. When you have ever been a father or a mother, and you know what you have taken your child through, you know how terrible it is for a person to despise his own father or his own mother. Amen. So that is the second thing that prolongs our lives and blesses and protects us. The third is the pastoral covering. We spoke about that last week. Pastoral care and pastoral covering are things that provide divine protection. Amen. And God may want to pro- and protect you as you belong to a church and you belong to a group. There is a certain covering that is associated with it. And we studied that last week. We read about a man who was doing something wrong. He was sleeping with his mother um, or his stepmother. And then the Bible says, Paul said, let's deliver this person into Satan's hand. And you realize that you can be delivered into Satan's hand by your pastor. And how does he deliver you into Satan's hand? All he does is by removing the protection. It's the same thing with Job. How did God destroy or attack Job in, in, this, in that sense? He did it by removing the hedge around Job. And suddenly Job was exposed to the devil. If you are exposed to the devil this afternoon, you will die. Even, you people don't know. If you are exposed to Satan this afternoon, you are dead by this evening. If your life is exposed to Satan, you are finished. Amen. So that is the third. The fourth one is faith in your angels. Turn to Psalm 91 verse 1. So first, the the blood, divine protection. Number two, father's covering. Number three, pastoral covering. Number four, angelic protection. Turn with me to Psalm 91. Psalm 91, and I want somebody to read it, please. And then I want somebody else to turn to Acts chapter 12. All right? And then a third person to turn to Acts chapter 27. Amen. And we are going to read all of them right now. Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers And under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler. How many are being blessed as you read, you hear the scripture being read? Amen. I'm being blessed. He shall cover thee with his feathers. Verse 5. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. How many know that there is terror in the night at times? There are times that you, you hear things and you are afraid. There are times when the lights are off, you know that, hey, what is going on here? How many have jumped in the dark out of fear before? Raise up your hand. 
Come on. The Bible says that you will not be afraid of the terror by night or for the arrow that flieth by day. Why? Why will we not be afraid? Verse 7. A thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand. Woo! But it shall not come nigh thee. You must believe God if there is another earthquake and a thousand people are dying in the next house and ten thousand are dying at the, on the right hand side. You must believe God that it will happen to you. Amen. Now somebody will say, ah, how do you say that? It will happen to you. Listen to me. The Bible says Daniel was not eaten by the lions because, because what? Because what? He feared. He feared the lions. Because what? He believed. I mean, faith brings protection. I mean, we read it from the Bible that the man believed in his God. And because of that, he was not affected. So if you see evil all around you, you believe that good will happen to you. Amen. If you see a thousand evils on your side and ten thousand evils on your right hand, as for you, believe that it is going to be well with you and it shall be well with you. A thousand, it may happen to a thousand people and it may happen to ten thousand people, but the Lord will deliver you. Let that be your faith and God will honor your faith. Jesus often told people, your faith has made you whole. Jesus often tells you, your faith is what has brought you a blessing. Jesus is telling you that your faith is what is delivering you and helping you today. Your faith, your faith has made you whole. Daniel believed in his God. And all those lions, I tell you, they had anorexia that day. They couldn't eat. Amen. Verse 8, only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because, now he's coming to the reasons, thou hast made the Lord which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation. Because you've made God your habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling place. Why? For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. And they shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Hallelujah. For he shall give his angels charge over thee. Right there is where we want to end our little scripture reading. The Bible is telling us the reason why your protection is there is because of your angels amen i said your angel how many believe in angels do you believe are you sure do you know they are here they are here whether you believe it or not amen i have angels and you have angels i have i had an angel from the day that i was born you have an angel from the day that you are born your angel is watching over you. That's why the Bible tells us when Jesus was talking about the children, he said that their angels are always looking at the Father. Amen. So every child has an angel. You have an angel. You have a guardian angel. When I was in a Catholic school, we used to pray to our angel. What do we, how did you pray that prayer? Holy angel. We used to pray to the Father, then we used to pray to Mary, and then after that we used to speak to the angel. 
Hallelujah. So angels are real. Amen. And they are protecting us. The Bible says he shall give his angels charge over thee. Ladies and gentlemen, whether you believe it or not, there are angels around you all the time. When you travel, they are there. Amen. They are at work on your behalf. And you must believe in them. Amen. Believe in God. Believe that the angels are there. At times you must speak to the angels. Who has opened to Acts chapter 27? Acts chapter 12. Nobody. Acts chapter 12. Stand to your feet and read it please. And somebody else to Acts chapter 27 quickly. Yes. Acts chapter 12. Okay. Acts chapter 12, verse 7. Okay. And so the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the city, and he smote Peter on the side, and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly. And his chains fell off from his hand. And the angel said unto him, Get thyself, and bind on thy sandals. And so he did. And he said unto him, Cast thy garment about thee. Amen. This one, Peter, hallelujah, was in prison. And they had already killed one of the pastors. And they had arrested another pastor. This time they had arrested Reverend Peter. Amen. Oh, are you here or you've decided to go home? Now, Reverend Peter was in prison and then an angel came... Now, some of us think that these things are, you know, imaginary. And they are things which happen to people who are in the Bible. But if you look carefully at the Bible, you realize that people like Peter met angels perhaps only once in their whole lives. Because as you go through, you realize that it was perhaps only once that an angel appeared. Even the Lord Jesus. You realize that when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, an angel appeared to him and strengthened him, and so on. There are just once or twice, you see, and perhaps in your life, you may see an angel or you may not, but the point is that they are working. And they are real. I think that I've seen an angel before. In fact, I believe I've seen an angel before. Amen. But that is beside the point whether I've seen or not or whether what I've seen is an angel or is not an angel that is beside the point the fact of the matter is there they are there the Bible says that they are there and they are protecting us amen and the angel came to deliver now let's look at Acts chapter 27 I want us to read through these angelic scriptures somebody quickly Acts 27 and then another person Pastor Johnny find Hebrews for me Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter. So, Acts chapter 27. Quickly, please. Yes. Hmm. Hmm. 
verse 21. from crates. In other words, you didn't have gone on this journey in the first place and to have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you but of the ship. In other words, only the ship which is going to be lost but your lives are going to be spared. For or why? Because there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. Wherefore says, Be of good cheer, for I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, the angels have been assigned to protect you, not to protect your ship. That is why sometimes you can have an accident, your car will be spoiled, but you will be okay. <laughs> that is why the man said here that everything is, you're going to be okay. You know, there's going to be no loss, but of the ship. So the ship is going to be lost, but you, because the angel has been sent to protect you. Hallelujah. And ladies and gentlemen, I want you to understand that angelic protection is real. Let me tell you, I remember, I've had a few experiences in my life, but there are times that I, I, you can see that the angel of the Lord is there. I've been in planes that wanted to crash. Amen. Twice I've been in a plane that landed and took off. I mean, just about to land about five meters from the ground. And I've been at Heathrow Airport where the, the plane I was in was about to crash with another plane on the runway. Whilst we were landing. Heathrow Airport, not Accra Airport. I've been at Accra Airport landing where a plane was about to collide with a car at Kotoka International Airport. But I was in the plane and the angels were also there. Hallelujah. Are you here or you've gone home? I've been in a plane which collided with an eagle. Amen. It collided with the eagle and the eagle entered the engine of the plane so much so that the plane couldn't take off anymore when we hit the ground. I've been on a plane which bounced so much that the Bible said they camp. What does it mean to camp? It means to come and stay there, spend the night there, spend overnight, 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 overnight. They camp around them that fear him. Do you fear the Lord today? I tell you that time said, you must say good, good evening, angel. How are you? I hope you are sorting out everything tonight. And then you just go to sleep knowing that the angel of the Lord, are, they are there on duty. On. on duty. When I'm traveling, I always buy one ticket, but the, the people, the KLM people, they don't know that I've brought a whole lot of people in the plane with me. Because I don't travel alone. I said, I don't travel alone. I said, I don't travel alone. When you sit in your car, just tell the angel, sit on the car. 
I've seen the icy hands of Satan trying to get my neck before. But the angel of the Lord was there said, no, no way. I'm, I'm on duty here. I tell you, your angels are on guard. They don't lose guard. They are on guard. And if you believe, you see, you must believe. You see, a lot of things work by faith. When you don't believe and you doubt, even Jesus, the Bible said he could not heal the sick because they didn't believe. Angels would also be affected when you don't believe and you doubt and you, you throw them off in your doubt. Believe in God and believe in the angelic protection which God is providing for you. And finally, Hebrews. Read it out, Pastor Johnny. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1. God who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things. Verse 14. Are there not all ministering spirits? Let's read from verse 13. But to which of the angels said he at any time? To which of the angels has he said at any time? Hebrews chapter 1 verse 13. Sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. Which of the angels has he told to sit at his right hand side? None of them. So what are angels? What are they for? Verse 14. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Are they not? I mean, angels are not supposed to sit at God's right hand side. They are not resting in heaven. Amen. Are they? What are they then? They are ministering spirits which are sent forth to minister for us, not even to us, for us. They are working for us. I said they are ministering for them who are heirs of salvation. Are you an heir of salvation here? Then the angels are working for you. Put your angels to work. They are sent to work for you. Hallelujah. Speak and say, angels move in Jesus' name. Put them to work and say, angels get to the job. Hallelujah. Clear out all the enemies. Chase them away. Fight on my behalf. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Put your angels to work for you and for your life. And the angels will protect you. They will keep you. God has sent you. The Bible says, oh, what are angels? Are they sitting at God's right hand side? No, 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 no. None of, none of the angels has that privilege. But what are they? We read it right here. Are they not ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them, for them who are heirs of salvation, for you? They are working for you, for you. They are fighting for your life. They are try fighting to keep you alive. They are preventing you from dying. They are preventing you from being destroyed by your enemies. They are preventing curses from happening. They are preventing wicked eyes and wicked things that are being said against you from happening. Many people have cursed me, but I'm still here. Amen. It's the angels which keep those curses from coming to pass. It's the angels of the Lord that keep you alive. It's the angels of the Lord that keep the work that you are supposed to do alive. And you must thank God for it. And as you believe in God, you can sit before lions and tigers and you know that the angel of the lord encamps around you and delivers you stand to your feet everybody oh. hallelujah amen. amen lift up your hands to the lord with me as we father we thank you we give you praise we give you honor we give you glory just thank the Lord that he has protected you. Don't be afraid, I tell you. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand. But God will sustain your business. 
God will keep your job. God will keep you and the angel of the Lord will cause it to be that although a thousand people are losing their jobs, you will not lose your job because the Lord is your portion, your strength, and your deliverer. Oh, Jesus, we worship and we praise your name. We lift our voices. Jesus, we worship and we praise your name. As our voices sing, you are worthy, Lord, you are worthy. Jesus, we worship and we praise your name. Sing it for the last time. Jesus, we worship and we praise your name. We lift our voices. Jesus, we worship and we praise your name. As our voices say, you are worthy. Lord, you are worthy. Jesus, we worship and we praise your name. Father, we give you thanks for the angelic, divine protection and hedge around us. Keep us from death, from lies, from deceit, from wickedness, and the reward of the wicked. Protect us in the blood and cause us to succeed in this life. Cause us to stand and not to fall, to go forward and not to go backward. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. And as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, if you are here this morning and you are not born again, you don't know Jesus as your Savior, Lift up your right hand and I'm going to pray with you. Just your right hand. You want to say, Pastor, I want divine protection. I want to give my life to God. Lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. God bless you. Lift it up high and wave to me. If your hand is up, God bless you. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today. For more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more, make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.